Passion is critical for success. I'm sure many of us are aware how eye care and ear care goes hand in hand. As an eye care doctor, did you know you can now screen your patient not just for eye problems, but also for any hearing loss. You can screen your patients, create awareness, and also treat them for mild to moderate hearing losses. Just like giving them readers, there are many solutions in the hearing aid space that can be provided by you to all your patients. A supporter for this episode, Eye and Ear, brings the exact same collaborative program that you are looking for. This solution is specially designed for all eye care professionals to help them not just significantly increase their revenue, but also provide a complete new service to their patients. A new vision in hearing care can begin with you. To avail a 50% discount on an onboarding program, do check out the description below. With that, let's get started. Shirley Sandberg once said, in the future, there'll be no female leaders, just leaders. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Nerdy Optometrist, a podcast channel for all things optometry. And this is your host, Upti Bora. I'm delighted, excited, and overwhelmed to have this amazing guest on the podcast channel. Her name is Dr. Loretta Justin. She definitely needs no introduction, but a quick way to introduce her is she is the diva. You know, she started and gave the entire industry the term of optometry diva, but she is the real diva of all. To talk about a little more, to do my formal introduction, for those who don't know her, start Googling, you know, it's worth it. She is famous for her mission to empower, connect, and promote the success of women optometrists. She uses her unique practical and down-to-earth approach to communicate the importance of becoming the CEO of you so you can create the life you want and deserve. Dr. Justin earned her degree of optometry from New England College of Optometry. She's the founder and CEO of Millennium Eye Center in Orlando, Florida, where she's been practicing for over 15 years. In 2019, Care Business Game Changer was the award given to her. A 2020 graduate of Goldman Sachs, uh, award has also been given to her, and she is a recipient of the Thea Award of Excellence for Mentoring. She is the creator of the CEO of You Leadership Development Academy, featured in Women in Optometry magazine, Optometry Times, and Defocus Media. Yes, she's definitely famous, and she's the founder of Optometry Divas, the country's premier professional network of women optometrists who are determined, have integrity, are vibrant, assertive, and self-aware. In addition to being an entrepreneur, this is not enough. Trust me, I have more for her. She's a speaker, author, singer. She released her debut Christmas album titled The Spirit of Christmas. She's married to James Justin, her high school sweetheart. I would like to know a little more about that love story too. And she has uh, three boys. Oh my God, you are (laughs) amazing. Along with that, she enjoys reading, playing, and spending time with her family, and not to forget her love for shopping for shoes. <laughs> with all that, a very warm welcome, and thank you so much for joining on this podcast. Wow, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you today with Nerdy Optometrist. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So I have to say I do call you a diva, but you're also a true nerd with all that you have done. You have proved that you are a nerd yourself. But I'm happy that you're making it cool as what your mission is as well. 
Right. You can be cool as a nerd, right? That's, that's Absolutely. All that's, all, that's all I believe in. <laughs> so we're going to go, before we dive into all that you have done, and I don't think one episode will be able to cover up everything that you have uh, done so far, but I want to go like really, really from the beginning. How did you bump into the profession of optometry? Was it planned or was it a beautiful accident? Uh, it was a beautiful accident, actually. Um, I grew up always having 2010 vision. I've always seen really well. And in the family that I grew up in, you didn't really go to doctors unless you, unless you were sick. So if there was nothing wrong with you, you didn't go to the doctor. So I never went to an optometrist um, at all myself. And until I had a friend who was having some vision problems. And I may and may not have had some romantic interest in this friend uh, at that time. And um, it was something really interesting for me because we were both right around the time where we were getting driver's licenses and getting ready to drive. And he could not get his driver's license because there was some vision issue that he had. And so going to the doctors, he had a local optometrist that he was visiting. He was diagnosed with best disease. And I was introduced to this world of low vision, wherein you're not totally blind or you have some functional vision, about 2200. So you can see it's just blurry, right? So it's not as clear as you or I could see. However, it can't be helped with glasses or contacts. And that kind of blew my mind because in my mind, I thought you either could see or you use glasses or contacts to see, or you were blind and had to use a cane. I had no idea that there was a whole array of people who were somewhat in between. And that's what really started me looking into, hmm, this could be an interesting career. <laughs> and it was around the time I was getting ready to, like my uh, a junior year in college. So it was time to start deciding exactly where am I going? And that's what led me into optometry school, really trying to understand what was happening with this person who shall rename, remain nameless for the next few seconds. <laughs> I am so intrigued to ask the name, but I'll, I'll let it be. <laughs> but I'm glad that because of whatever reason, you were bumped into the optometry field and you know you were introduced to the world of optometry because without you, who would have had optometry divas? <laughs> So I am so, so excited about it. So thank you to that person. who actually. <laughs> well, it's a really interesting story because, uh, you know, that eventually, and, and I'm speaking about this and you kind of uh, alluded to this earlier, but eventually I did marry this person and we've been married for 24 years. When you have to stop and think about it, you know, <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's been a long time. Yeah, is, is that older than you? Oh my goodness, are you like younger than that? <laughs> so, um, but you know, it's it's a beautiful story. And what really I like about it, what it allowed me to do in my practice was a, my ability to relate to patients. So I do understand from the perspective of someone who's able to see very clearly what is the what the value of a good a good vision can be. What that does when you're able to see that clear. But I also understand the challenges of not being able to see that clear. So I was really well positioned to empathize with my patients when they came in, because I, I knew firsthand 
what that was like. And my goal was to help them to get as close as what I could see as much as possible. That's fantastic. And I have to say, like, you know, people who do have, it's not that others don't, but people who, if you, if you have a personal story, you root for that profession a lot more. You connect, you, are, you go above and beyond to help. And I think that's what reflects every day in your work. And I think that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah, that is my promise. It's our promise to our patients, you know, we're dedicated to help them see 2024 life is what we want to do at Millennium Eye Center. Uh, and our office is to help our patients see 2020 for as long as we can, because I know it's not just about a pair of glasses. It's not just about contact lenses. It's about your life. It's about how life can be the quality of your life. It's about being able to drive from one place to another. It's about the difference between hitting someone uh, or not hitting the person because you can see them. You know what I mean? So it's about life. It is so, so important. I can talk every day about the value of what we do as optometrists and the difference that it makes. I can't imagine not being able to see. I'm pretty sure every person who's listening to this would probably feel the same way. Not being able to see is awful. And that's what we do every day. We help people see. Absolutely. I think sometimes we might take it for granted because you can see and you say, hey, majority of my patients are seeing 2020, you know what, I'm fine. But if you start looking into those challenging cases and the minute you put, say, whether it's glasses, whether it's contact lenses, whether it's correction for the first time, making the patient realize that this could be what you would have been seeing for last 10 years, but you didn't do just because you didn't have a pair of glasses or trying to break that stigma around say, wearing glasses that is another challenge that we face every day these are small things which sometimes patients do take for granted but we know what we are bringing onto the table so absolutely love what we all do as a profession now if that's not just one incident that led you to you know being optometrist i know another story where you actually moved from Boston to Florida, where you were alone, you were trying to find people who you can relate to. And that's where you started something which is super interesting and like really known across the United States today, Optometry Diva. But it all started with, hey, I need people I can talk to, who can relate to me, some professional inner circle where we can mentor, we can discuss. That's that's my research and some digging that I did. Tell me more about it. <laughs> uh, you know, I went to school in the New England College of Optometry. So that was that's in Boston. And I grew up in New Jersey. So when I got to my last year of optometry school, I discovered we had a little surprise. There was a bun in the oven that was coming, surprising to all of us. Girl, I could tell you about this story, um, how this happened. It's just really, really interesting. I didn't know people could get pregnant if you were on uh, birth control, but apparently it happened to a very small percent of people. <laughs> <laughs> So surprisingly, we were like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm having a baby. And I was very nervous. My older sister had already had children and um, I wanted to be close to someone who had children already and she lived in Florida. So that was going to be where we moved to because I, I felt like, you know, I'm going to hold the baby like this. Like, what do I do with this thing? And I need someone to help me and show me what to do. And that's how we came to to uh, down here in Florida and in Orlando. When I came down here, I since I did not go to Nova, 
I didn't I didn't know much of my colleagues down here because I went to a different school and having a, a new baby and I'm kind of going over the years here having two more babies and so three babies now and um, getting involved in my practice I had started my practice I started my practice in October 15 2006 that's the day we opened that was kind of our grand first day seeing patients and I had my third baby October 17 2007 so it was like a day a year later I had a third baby so it was really a crazy time and there was a lot going on and I was really working hard in the practice but I just always felt uh, somewhat alone and isolated I would go to my you know meetings that are in my community and they've always been great and I, I just felt that I wish there was a way I could connect with the ladies that are part of the group where we can kind of get to know each other you know I wonder if there was a place where we all felt safe where we can talk about things like nannies when we could talk about things like maybe a housekeeper when we can talk about like what school do you send your kids to what are some of the challenges you have what if there was a place where we could meet together and connect with one another and that level and still fulfill our needs as professionals and get education what if there was such a place and i started looking and i asked around if there was something like that in my community and there wasn't really anything like that at that time so i had the idea you know what if we did create that so i invited some of the ladies in town i sent out an email and said, I would love to connect with with you guys, get to know you. I am having an event in my office. I'm just going to have, it's just going to be a hangout. You can come. I will feed you because there will be food. But there's no food. Nobody's coming. So <laughs> there will be food. Come on over. And I sent out the email to over like 150 people um, that I had the email list to. That's a whole other story. And then um, all of four people came, which was great. And so I, we kind of got to talking and I told them, you know, I, I, we're meeting here tonight really for the first time because we've never had the opportunity to talk and to connect. And what if, what if we had something like this where we could do this more regularly? And that's how the idea started. And we started meeting and we didn't really have a formal name. It wasn't anything formal. It was just something we were doing just because I wanted to connect with the people and the community. And then um, we started doing some like Facebook posts. We had an event, we took pictures and things like that. And uh, some of the colleagues in other areas started reaching out to me on social media. What is this thing? What are you guys yeah, doing? They started feeling so much fun. This is how this whole FOMO thing that people talk about, like feeling all left out. Like, what are they doing? Why am I not invited? Yeah. <laughs> These ladies are having too much fun. I need to know what is this about. It was fun. And that was the goal. We wanted to create a fun, environment where we can learn but most importantly where we feel safe amongst each other's company and that's really important to us 
creating that safe space, you know, where we can come. And we do talk about all kinds of things when we have our meetings just because it's a safe space. But we also get education, we get CEs, but we have fun, we eat chocolate, we wear red shoes, you know, we do all oh, kinds we're of going stuff. To, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk. I'm going to come to that. I have so that's so how we got started. <laughs> so, so I actually want to highlight one thing, which is, which is something which I am a firm believer of. I actually also did a segment of the importance of reaching out to people. You mentioned in a very passing comment, like, hey, you know what? I sent out email to 150 people or, but that is an effort you did. You you went out, you reached, you you put yourself out there. And that four people that came in means a lot. They are the people who, are, who really want to connect. It's not that you're expecting 100 people to come in. That would no. be great, but you know, yes. <laughs> that's not realistic. But the no. four people who came in, you know, there is some connection, there's some reason. So always, yeah. always, I highly encourage everybody that, you know, just reach out, just send one message of compliment, one message that I want to know more about you. Not always expecting something in return because we usually do that when I'm fine looking for a job, an internship, or like, it's always a, a trading process that if I need something, I'll reach out to you. If I don't, you know, who cares, who are you? But that's not how relationships are built. And so it's more about just reach out to know the person. Opportunities and like, you know, collaborations and new things, just a lot of things can happen over a cup of coffee for sure. Absolutely. And yeah, I yeah. actually want to know, you started this as like, you know, general conversation and it went into optometry diva. Who gave that name and like, why that name? It's, it's such a powerful word. <laughs> uh, so when the time came for us to, this was developing into something bigger than me. And it wasn't just uh, a hangout anymore. This was growing into something else. It, the time came where we needed to identify, give this movement an identity. And one of the best ways you give identity is by having a name. So it, the name kind of tells you what it stands for. And um, the name Optometry Divas came to me because Divas is an acronym, actually. It oh. stands for Determined, Integrity, Vibrant, Assertive, and Self-Aware. I looked around and thought about myself, my challenges in my practice, my challenges in my life, what are some of the areas I need to grow in? And those values are things that I wanted to aspire to become more determined, have more integrity, have a more vibrant personality because it's so much better when we're hanging around, we're laughing, we're having fun. And <laughs> That's just boring. You know? <laughs> so, and how can I be more assertive and stand up for myself, stand up for my family, stand up for my children? And how can I be more self-aware so that I know how my actions affect those around me and affect me? Where do I fit in this world? Where are my boundaries? So these are the concepts that created the word divas. And, you know, the divas have a a lot of connotations with it. It depends what your experience have been. Some people don't like the word divas and some people have told me personally that they feel it is unprofessional. But then at the same time, generally when someone is considered a diva, it's usually because they are very, very assertive and they know what they want and they know what they don't want. A lot of times they may have attitudes 
And I don't necessarily agree with that. However, I think when someone is very strong about who they are and they know very much what they want and they don't want, when they talk to us, we may feel intimidated by that and look at them like, oh my God, she's such a diva. So in a sense, I do want us to have that kind of uh, uh, stance where I know what I want. I know my value. I know what I can do. I know what I cannot do. So I don't need somebody else to tell me what, who I am, what I can do, what I cannot do. That's why I'm determined. That's why I'm assertive. That's why I'm self-aware. So that's where the whole concept of optometry divas come from is as women, as optometrists, I believe in the time that we're living in, in, in order for us to push and elevate our profession, we need to have those qualities. Absolutely. It's, it's so funny right, that, you know, you mentioned that there could be some negativity or like, you know, people might not like it because in my mind, diva is something which is like celebrated, something that you aspire to be like, you know, that's my first impression of the word diva. Um, probably it's my Indian roots. I'm not sure, but you know, that's how we, we I perceived it. I'm like, you know, a, a star is kind of like, oh, you know, she's a diva or she's someone I would aspire to be. So I'm like, this is so cool. It just, the minute I say I'm an optometrist, diva it automatically puts me a step up it yeah like, i i know who i am you know i'm saying this it's already putting that positive spin into my confidence into me presenting myself that was my perception of it and i was amazed with that word so that's that's how i took it i have to say another yeah. thing that you say is like you know become ceo of their life of your life that again is a very strong and a powerful word and many women, especially, they might feel that is too much to ask for, or, you know, oh my God, I don't think so, I deserve it, or I think I can do it, but um, am I good enough? We always, we are always surrounded with self-doubt and guilt, and we, we are more diplomatic, probably we are engineered in that way, I don't know, but you know, it, it's always, it always comes with those questions. I, how did you come up with that uh, idea as well like you know CEO of your life you own it you deserve it you can ask for it so my life story I've kind of talked to you a little bit about my husband how we met and how that kind of led me to into optometry but my my life story my childhood wasn't one that it's not a pretty story it's a story of trauma tragedy loss just really, you know, not so good. It wasn't a hundred percent bad, but there's a lot of darkness involved in it. I am originally from the beautiful island of Haiti, and I grew up in, um, you know, the the country where I grew up. There was a lot of poverty, and the, the my parents never finished third grade, you know. So we have a story there and my background. So growing up and becoming an adult, there were a lot of challenges I had to address from my life, from my past. Things like self-doubt, you know, everything that comes from experiencing trauma and loss and tragedy in your life, those things do affect you and they create certain belief systems that, gu that guide your life. It kind of becomes like an, um, like an operating system of a computer, you know, it's automatic. And once those beliefs have been created, you just kind of go through life following those, not knowing that it's not necessarily that way. 
So there was a time in my life where I needed to get some help. I needed to get some counseling. And in doing that time, I realized that there was no one who was going to change my life. If there was ever going to be any change, that had to come from me. So the first saying I, I wrote in my wall, I put it in my wall, I put it in my mirror, I put it in my car, rearview mirror, it was, I have the power to change my life. So I wrote that everywhere and I put it everywhere that I could see. As soon as I woke up, that's what I saw. And for two years straight, I saw that every single day, multiple times, because I did not feel that I had that power to change my life. So being reading that was reprogramming my thinking so that I could be, begin to see that. And I realized the way that was going to be, I had to take charge of my life. So I, I had a business, I did understand the concept of being a CEO of a company, but then I realized we ourselves, we are an organization, right? We have so many different parts of our lives. We're moms, we're dads, we're, dads, we're moms, <laughs> we're sisters, we're wives, we're doctors. And these are all compartments of our lives. And those compartments need a leader. They need a CEO. And that's when the thought came to me, I need to become the CEO of my life if I wanted to create certain changes. And that's where the idea of becoming the CEO of you come from. And it really does merge with the optometry divas concept that you develop these values, you know, to be determined, to, to be vibrant, to be assertive, to be self-aware. And you have those so you can position yourself in the driver's seat of your life. I am not talking about seeing yourself more than anybody else. I'm talking about deciding this is my life. This is my gift that I have been given. What am I gonna do with that? Instead of letting the situations and circumstances determine what I do, I wanted to reverse it. And to do that, I needed to be the CEO. And that's where that concept comes from. That's, that's such an inspirational story, I have to say. It. Uh, the reason it's not just, you know, because I'm interviewing you, I have to praise you. I genuinely believe in what you said, because again, you said it in a, in a very simple manner that, hey, you know what, I was trying to uh, be assertive, putting those notes, reading it every single day for two years, it would have been, uh, it would have not been easy. It has its own struggles. There would be tons and tons of moments of self-doubt, of guilt, of not uh, sure that am I even in the right direction, but to believe that, hey, if anybody can make a difference, it's me, it's myself. And I'm sure there are many, many moments in every, not just women, in, even in like men's life, everybody, oh, goes, yeah. everybody goes through this, even as a child, even as a parent, like whoever you take, we go through these uh, situations or moments of self-doubt. We feel, oh, everything is like over, my life is done, I'm not going anywhere. I had that moment myself. I'm like, oh my God, I'm good for nothing. You know, I would go to that extreme. Should I should I start working in like a grocery store? I don't know what yeah. to do. It went from there to finding your space here. So uh, you absolutely have to have to start believing in yourself. And I think those positive affirmations constantly, it has helped me as well. And I think that's a great way to start. And you building something around it to help others talks a lot about your beliefs and your values. So I 
I thank you for, you know, developing these kind of group, which actually can uh, relate to people, which has this open comfort space where you can talk about your shortcomings. You can talk about your flaws. You can talk about being human. That, yeah. yeah, you know, that's, that's the bottom line. We are always scared about uh, talking the bad side of it, about the failures, about the flaws, about the uh, things that didn't work out. We always see the beautiful side outside but we don't see when people cry and if I have a space where I can go in and cry that's what is amazing so thank you so much for you know having this together for every optometry women out there I really appreciate it thank you so much that means a lot to me I mean I honestly I am so honored to have these women in my life and every single one of them inspires me every day i learn like i'm listening to you i'm listening to your story it's rather moving to to hear how you decided well i may not be able to do that but i'm gonna go ahead and pursue this not getting bitter not getting angry not feeling that you're entitled to a particular thing just because yeah. but actually making that internal decision what can i do that's very inspiring. And um, thank you for sharing your story because I learned so much by listening to you. I feel that I, I learn more from everybody that I come in contact with and um, as much as I'm sharing with them. And, and I'm so fortunate to have all these women in my life to help go through this journey because we, we shouldn't have to do it alone. We should do it together. You know, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm in, in, in my life where I'm in the point where I am 100% confident, where I have everything figured out, where I don't get moments where I'm doubtful. I still get those, you know? But the difference is I can call you and say, girl, I'm going through that again. <laughs> and then we can talk about it. And you can say, you know, you got this, you can do this, just kind of hang in there. That's what I'm talking about, being able to help one another when we get to those places. Last night, we have the meeting going on right now uh, in the country deep, it's called Chocolate Tasting. And the whole meeting really is about eating chocolate while we're talking and developing meaningful relationship. So that's the whole concept behind the meeting. And I mean, if you're gonna build relationship, why not do it over chocolate? That's like yes. the best thing, right? <laughs> you just gotta do that. And, uh, but we talked about it last night, you know, how important that is and the benefits you get just by building relationship, by being around people, it increases your life expectancy. It increases cognitive abilities. It reduces heart disease. I mean, it was, it was crazy all the benefits that we get just by connecting with one another. So we need one another. And I'm very fortunate to have so many people alongside me in the journey. I, I have to say it's so it's it's surprising at times when you say, hey, you know what, even I have moments of self-doubt, but I look at you like, you know what, she's got it all. But I'm glad to know that you know everybody goes through like, no, nobody has it all. There's nothing all. It's all about let's let's get it together versus, you know, I have it all or you have it all. And I love it. Talking about your amazing uh, theme events, you have a red shoe event, you have mm -hmm. a chocolate tasting, you have like theme getaways along with learning and CEO, co-approved like education. Like, how do you plan these? And like, these are so much fun. People who have not 
checked out their page, do see the photographs. They have like color coordination, they have themes. Oh my God, you'll feel jealous. I'm telling you this outright, but tell me about it. <laughs> you gotta come. So we're gonna have to do one in um, San Francisco just for yes, that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it really, like I said, it started with just, um, I love putting together events. That's always been something I've always loved to do. I mean, I've been doing it since I was 10 years old. I have been doing this for a long time. And it's kind of an opportunity for me to let my right brain take over, right? I studied, I went to school and became a doctor. So that's very left brain, very methodical. So I have that too. But I also have this creative side, right? I'm a singer. And so I like that creativity and doing that. And then the event, it allows me to let my brain go crazy and try different things. And over the years, um, before before we became optometry divas, we were doing this for about three years before it became an actual thing. And I tried different type of activities and different things. And I looked at the ones that had the most response that mm -hmm. people really enjoyed and seemed to really have a good foundation. And that's how we came with those four theme local events. So optometry divas does five events per year we do our chocolate tasting which happens between february and march then we do our red shoe event which is around may and then we do our annual retreat this year is going to be our second annual retreat and it's called discover the magic so our retreats as well have a theme and then we do the Think pink in October and the winter wonderland. So all of these events have a specific theme and every one of the theme is designed to do what we promise to do to empower, connect and promote your success. So we do have education that is provided in our meetings. A lot of them are CEs. Some of them are not CEs, but it's still something that will educate you either as a professional or just in your personal life. There's a lot of finance that we talk about. So anything that's gonna help you overhaul overall, the whole person succeed. And then the themes, we come up with the themes to kind of create the connection that we want to, creating that atmosphere of safety, of fun and relaxation. Do you know how busy we get? You know every day we're going from seeing patients to picking up our kids to uh, cooking dinner to to do and then at the end we're doing webinars and things like that by the time we go to bed we're so exhausted because we've done so much so much so much every day these meetings are designed to help us stop and relax right now you're not a mom you're not a you're not a wife you're just the girl and you're just here to have a good time and we're here to connect. This is girls night out. Like we're just here together. And then we're relaxing. We're having a good time. We're having fun. Last night we did a game called Who's My Match? And every single person had a random name. So my name, for example, was Clyde. And I had to find my Bonnie. So and then there were, you know, the, somebody else was peanut butter and they had to find their jelly. So we had to walk around and ask questions to other people. We couldn't ask them if they're jelly. We had to think of another way to ask them to try to find our match. So we're all talking and everybody's like, well, who are you? So I was walking around saying, is anybody a criminal? <laughs> is there a criminal? <laughs> That's how I found my match, right? 
But then it gives you the opportunity to have fun, to relax, and you get to know people and you see other sides of them that you don't see typically in, in um, regular professional meetings. So I love it. And we have catered every single theme of the event to do something like that. And I'm really, really excited about our Discover the Magic event that we're doing this year, our national conference. That, that one is gonna be off the chain as maybe, I don't know if they say that anymore because my son is teaching me new words and new things they say. Every now and then I say something, he says, no. <laughs> but it's going to be great. <laughs> I, I have seen the images and like, you know, when we talk about games, to make this fun, I think this is a perfect transition to go into my game segment. Uh, where Because even I believe it is very important to be inspired, to talk about nerdy things, but also have fun, to know you a little more. So sure. we're going to directly dive into my game segment, which is okay. a simple rapid fire to know you a little more. Okay. So, are you ready? Oh, sure. <laughs> Wonderful. So tell me about your favorite destination. To go to Fiji. Awesome. Your favorite cuisine. Cuisine, I'd have to say, mm, well, that's a tough one because I like so many different things. I'd have to say it would be lamb, but I have to cook it. <laughs> you have to cook it, okay. <laughs> Your favorite movie of all time? Oh my gosh. Oh, what would you ask me that question? I have like Come on, it's one of favorites. Okay. The rapid what fire. One of my favorites. Oh, the rapid fire. True lies. <laughs> all right, I'll take that. If you had a superpower, what would that power be? That power would have to be flying. Flying, and where would you go? Fiji? Probably. <laughs> Fiji and visit the entire world. That's what I would do. I'd just fly everywhere. <laughs> That's wonderful. If you could interview someone dead or alive, it could be anyone, who would that be and what would the question be? Oh, uh, wow. If I could interview someone, I'd start with um, so many lists run into my mind. I would want to interview my great great grandmother. Mm -hmm. I never met her. Uh, obviously, she was dead before I was born, but I would want to know what her life was like to give me a sense of where I come from. Wonderful. That, that's, that's fantastic. If we were to write an autobiography about your journey, what would you like the title to be? I would like it to be called Uninhibited Desire. Wonderful. And one thing that you would like to add or change in optometry, what would that be? We deserve to get paid more for what we do. Awesome. With that, that's the end of our rapid fire questions. It was so much fun. You did really well. Amazing episode. I have to say, I have I have had so much fun. But before I let you go, I would like to ask you one final takeaway message for all my listeners. The final takeaway message I would say, I, I teach this all the time with the CEO of you concept is, you know, to be able to take control of your life, you need to have most importantly, the right mindset. That is the foundation for everything. It doesn't make things perfect, but it does put you in the right path. And to do that, you really need five things, right? To create the right mindset. I believe you need five things. First, you need to know what your core beliefs are. What are those things you believe, whether they're accurate or not, they may be limiting beliefs, it's it really, really irrelevant. You need to know what they are. 
where they come from and why you believe them and are they still relevant? It may not be true anymore. Um, and then you need to know what are your core values. Your core values are the things that are important to you, important in your life. They help you determine what to say yes to and what to say no to. I arrange my schedule based on the things that are important to me. And then you need a mission, a vision, and a purpose for your life. So you can apply this either to your life personally or your practice. Those five things help you create the right mindset for whatever it is you want to accomplish. And then to, to really, really reach the success you want, in addition to the right mindset, you need the right team and you need the right strategy. I, I am so overwhelmed with all that you said. I loved it because we usually relate to this like mission and vision and things when it's about your company or your practice. That's why you'll sit and write. We don't think about starting with your own life first because that is what will drive everything. And talking about right mindset is so, so important. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, your right mindset will always land you in the right place, in the right position. So I loved it this discussion. Thank you once again for your time, for sharing this amazing, crazy stories with me. I'll be dropping information about Optometry Divas in the description. So do check it out. And thank you once again for your time. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank and having you, you on there. so much for having me. I had a blast. I am so proud of you. And you are an inspiration to me for what you're doing. Just keep doing it. I'll definitely be sharing anything you send my way just because I truly believe in what you're doing and it's so inspirational. The story you shared, your story will also empower and help other people. Thank you, thank you. Means a lot coming from you, trust me. <laughs>